Hello and welcome to the Expert Opinion ENT podcast series. This is Dan Robinson and today I'm talking to Dr. Sam Douthwaite on oropharyngeal reconstruction. Sam Douthwaite is an ENT surgeon who works on the Gold Coast with an interest in head and neck and reconstruction. Sam did a fellowship in London, Ontario with Professor John New with a focus on head neck reconstruction and transoral robotic surgery. And today we're talking on oropharyngeal reconstruction. So Sam, to start with, what are the defects which are commonly encountered within the oropharynx? Uh, so the oropharyngeal reconstruction defects are generally given uh, current accepted treatment paradigms. Most of these patients are salvage cases who have undergone previous radiotherapy or chemoradiotherapy and, and have failed locally. Uh, upfront surgery uh, for uh, oropharyngeal lesions is uh, generally reasonably rare uh, these days, unless there's some contraindication to uh, non-surgical treatment, uh, just given the accepted morbidity associated uh, with primary surgery. Uh, so we're generally talking of a salvage situation, uh, and most of these defects are either lateralized to the lateral oropharynx and tonsillar region or the tongue base and variable extensive uh, soft tissue being taken as part of the ablation and uh, occasionally um, mandible or maxilla as well. And uh, just briefly, what are the defects uh, which require treatment beyond uh, primary closure? Uh, this is something, this is an area that's in a bit of state of flux at the moment and that's really given our experience with uh, endoscopic uh, and transoral techniques, whether it be either just the bovi or uh, laser microsurgery or uh, certainly with the robot, uh, the limits that we're pushing with regards to uh, just secondary intensity healing and not reconstructing, uh, re- reconstructing a, a widening, typically uh, anything over and above a radical tonsillectomy defect uh, we would reconstruct and certainly any ablative treatment that's required a significant resection of the oropharyngeal tongue uh, requires reconstruction uh, and then reconstruction as well of the soft palate uh, thus to uh, prevent uh, bilopharyngeal insufficiency and re- maintain uh, function of swallowing boys. So what are the options for closure of uh, soft palate defects? So with regards to the soft palate uh, certainly there are local options which are uh, available with regards to uh, from local pharyngoplasty and then local uh, rotation flaps. Um, certainly the description of the buccinator flap either based uh, posteriorly on the buccinator uh, artery itself or inferiorly or more, more likely in this situation superiorly on the facial artery uh, are useful. And then uh, palatal flaps, local palatal flaps based on the greater palatine artery itself can all be useful in local options for your soft palate reconstruction. And what are the options for closure of tongue base lesions seen in the oropharynx? So the tongue base itself, as you know, has is very important with regards to both swallow and uh, function as well as uh, laryngeal function and, and airway protection. And certainly with, if, if there's a significant bulk of the tongue base which has been resected, your local options are really quite limited. In these cases, uh, we would typically reconstruct with free flaps. Our free flap options, certainly the most commonly used and for good reason given that it's a thin, pliable 
uh, flat which uh, can be made sensate or, and we do see the sensation um, be recovered over the fullness of time in two-point discrimination is the radial forearm free flap and uh, your other options with regards to fasciocutaneous flaps would be uh, most commonly the anterolateral thigh or a scapular fasciocutaneous flap. What are the options for closure of a posterior pharyngeal wall defect? So your options, again, limited. You're really restricting, not you, but the defect is restricting to a free flap option. Again, most commonly, that would be a nice, thin and pliable fasciocutaneous flap and the, the radial forearm free flap would be most commonly used in that situation. And uh, finally, what are the options for lateral wall defects within the oropharynx? It comes to the question of what you need to reconstruct, and uh, mostly this would be just a soft tissue reconstruction, but again, if it's a salvage setting and uh, an extensive lesion and they have had a partial mandibulectomy, then you may need to be reconstructing with bone as well, Uh, and that's really going to dictate what donor site you do use, um, whether that be the subscapular system, uh, which gives you good options for uh, mandibular bony reconstruction and and um, free paddles of soft tissue to reconstruct your lateral defect, or if it uh, if it is just uh, without requirements for bone, then uh, the radial forearm free flap and the intralateral thigh uh, would be the workhorses uh, in this situation. And after uh, these. Patients have been reconstructed with uh, free flaps. When do you feel uh, that it's appropriate to trial these patients on oral intake? The key to that question is really an assessment made of the patient, uh, how they're doing in the postoperative phase. Um, but in your mind, when you're thinking um, uh, or trying to make a guesstimate of when you challenge your reconstruction with oral intake is dictated a little bit, um, well, a lot by the treatment that they've had previously for a primary reconstruction generally within five to seven days we'd be looking to re-implement an oral intake uh, given that uh, there's no signs of any uh, orocutaneous fistula or pharyngocutaneous fistula in the salvage setting again most of these patients in my experience um, or my practice are in salvage cases i would certainly delay that uh, somewhat out to over a week seven to ten days um, and then, again, that's, that's, that's made with a bedside as a clinical assessment as well. Finally, Sam, do you have any uh, point which you would like to re-emphasise that we've covered or perhaps a point that we haven't covered here today on oropharyngeal reconstruction? Uh, just that it's an evolving area, and that's more so a function of the, the patients that we're seeing in our practices these days. It's, it's to do with the function of the epidemic of human papillomavirus related oropharyngeal SCC and um, that a lot of these patients now we know um, do well with upfront surgery so we probably are offering uh, upfront surgery as primary treatment uh, more than what we have seen over the last decade Uh, and in a lot of these um, uh, situations it may be that we don't need to reconstruct um, and, uh, and if we do I think the workhorses for orophangeal reconstruction are uh, the radial forearm free flap and the intralateral thigh. Well, Sam, thank you very much for your time and uh, stay tuned to the ANT Expert Opinion podcast website uh, or follow us on Twitter.